Hi, folks. Welcome to the Case in Nature. As always, I'm Nathan. Case is on the other side as well. Uh, we got some fun topics to talk about today, uh, including the NFL playoff race. It's almost coming to a close. We're in week 18 now. Uh, it's been ups and downs for one particular team, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. And they have a big, big game on Sunday. It's a win, and they're in scenario. But uh, there's a fun scenario also where the Chargers, who they play uh, on Sunday Night Football, can both get in. It's a matter of the Jaguars, if they tie with the Colts, uh, the Raiders and the Chargers can both, you know, decide to knee the ball for like 60 minutes straight and tie the game or end up in a tie. So that way both teams get in, uh, which is a very fun scenario to talk about. But regardless, look, uh, the Raiders have been, they were had a, they had a great start of the year, right? And they had that situation with Henry Ruggs and John Gruden. And everything came crashing down. Rich Basaccia came in as the interim head coach. And we thought all hopes were lost case. And then all of a sudden, they ended up, you know, winning games against the Browns. Uh, last week against the Colts, which was outstanding, which begs the question, Kate, regardless of what happens on Sunday, because I know you're, you know, a big Raiders fan. You've gone through so much this year uh, as one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Raiders season this year? And can the Raiders actually beat the Chargers and surprise so many fans, including yourself, and make the playoffs? Uh, personally, I think that the Raiders have the opportunity to beat the Chargers, obviously, uh, because everything is you know up in the air in terms of the NFL. But I don't necessarily see us beating the Chargers. I see the Chargers winning this one, just like I uh, had the, uh, the Colts beating the Raiders. Like I said, this entire season has been an up and down roller coaster for me, as well as the entire Raider nation. Um, so I just, I really have no hope uh, for the team until we make the playoffs. Then I'll have some hope. And uh, you know what? No, probably, probably not because like they always get my hopes up and then take it away right at the end of the season. So in all seriousness, sorry, in all seriousness though, um, I, I really think that the chargers are probably going to walk away with this one. Um, but if the Jaguars, you know, do what they've been doing for the past, you know, five or six years or so, and they end up beating the Colts at home, then, uh, you know, maybe the Raiders and Chargers can agree to, you know, kneel the ball for, uh, one entire hour, uh, and so that they both make the playoffs. But to be honest with you, that is absolutely not going to happen. The Raiders hate the Chargers. I hate the Chargers. The Chargers hate me. The Chargers hate the Raiders. Literally our rivalry is so bitter that um, we're going to try to uh, kick each other's butts either way. Like we're going to rip, our, we're going to try to rip each other's heads off. Um, uh, even if, uh, you know, that means that we both get in with the tie. We want to make sure that we get in and they don't. We don't want to just meet them halfway and be like, all right, let's tie. No, no, no. We are going for the throat. We're going to try to beat them. They're going to try to beat us. And that's just how the rivalry is. That's why I love football. That's why I love the NFL. It's just such a special rivalry every time, uh, you know, the Raiders and Chargers play. And hopefully we get treated to a good matchup on uh, on Sunday. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, I was saying the Jags, they haven't beat the Colts since, like, 2014, I believe. So it's been, like, six years, like you mentioned. Uh, so we can uh, hope for a miracle if the Jags do beat the Colts. But in my end, I hope the Colts beat the Jags because, well, number one, the Colts are still fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, so they need a win in their end scenario as well. Uh, and also, I have the Colts defense on my fantasy team, and I'm only up by six points uh, as of this recording. So hopefully uh, things go well, not just for you, but for me as well, because I have money on the line. And uh, I 
this may be my last year playing fantasy football. Just a little side note as well. Quick question before we move, uh, move on to our next topic case. Who's the one receiver that Raiders fans should look for uh, as we head into the final game of the season? Is it Hunter Renfro that Derek Carwell will look for the most, or is it Zay Jones? So it's at the beginning of the year, I remember that we talked about the question on our show. And the question was, um, we talked about a question, and that question was whether or not Hunter Renfro was capable of being the number one receiver. And I remember at the beginning of the year, I said that he's not ready just yet. Well, through the course of this year, he has proven time and time again that he is clutch and he is reliable. Um, he's a great player. He deserves to go to the Pro Bowl. Uh, and I, I definitely think that he's he's, he's going to become one of the best receivers, uh, at least slot receivers in the NFL in the next five years or so. Hopefully, if he, if he goes the way he's going, you know, does everything that he's been doing so far, I definitely see him being the one of the best slot receivers uh, in the NFL. He already has some of the best hands. Uh, I think I read a statistic the other day. They said they threw to him, I think, 120 times in the past in the year. And uh, he only dropped two catches. Yeah, he only dropped two passes. Uh, so that's really impressive for Hunter Renfro. I, I, I just love the guy. Um, especially, you know, it, it took me a while to like him, uh, especially coming from the fact that I'm a, a Syracuse fan and he played at Clemson. He had a great catch against us and uh, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, yeah, in all seriousness, I do love Hunter Renfro. He's a great player, great Raider. Uh, honestly, one of the best receivers we've had in a long, long time since probably either young Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree maybe in 2016. But uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for, for Hunter Renfro. And I think that he's the best receiver the Raiders have had. And uh, in terms of just everything that's been going on this year with Henry Ruggs and stuff and, uh, you know, all that other jazz, uh, which we need to get to later because, as you know, uh, rookie cornerback, uh, da uh, not no Damon Arnett as well, um, but Nate Hobbs uh, got in trouble for a DUI. Uh, so we need to definitely talk about that later on. But to answer your question, I really, really like Hunter Renfro, and I think that he's the best receiver the Raiders have. Fair enough. I mean, I kind of thought Hunter Renfro, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when we talked about that topic, uh, I said he was like a, you know, going to be a good slot receiver, like a Wes Falker, Julian Edelman type of player. And he's been very dependable for Derek Carr. Um, based off the statistics, like yet, like last week uh, in the fourth quarter, who did Carr look for? Hunter Renfro. And Renfro met that key catch down the field. And uh, set up the winning field goal for Daniel Carlson. And then that's why the Raiders are in this situation right now. Uh, otherwise, who knows? Maybe the Raiders will be just playing for pride on Sunday to prevent sent, uh, the Chargers from making the playoffs. So, uh, But regardless, I think it was a hell of a season for the Raiders. I they gone through so much. Uh, props to Derek Carr. You know, we talked you know, up and down about him at times. Um, I really do believe that he's capable of being the starting quarterback for the Raiders for years. Based on what he's done this year with a ragtag group of wide receivers, to say the least, going from Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and blah, 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 to now Renfro, say Jones, and I guess to an extent Deshaun Jackson, but not much. I mean, he doesn't have Darren Waller, who he's targeted so much in the first half of the year. And without him now, he's had to find someone else. And Renfro has stepped up. Zay Jones has stepped up as of late as well. And Deshaun Jackson, even though he hasn't done much, he's I guess he makes a catch or two. Uh, Foster Monroe, he's been 
okay as well, I believe. Uh, but regardless, hell of a season by Derek Carr. Uh, I'm proud of the way he's played. Uh, better than Daniel Jones, for sure. Uh, but the Raiders, they have a win, and they're in scenario. If they beat the Chargers, they're in, unless the Jags tie, like I said, against – I mean, if the Jags beat the Colts and the Chargers and Raiders can tie, and who knows? Maybe that happens, but it, like you said, it's unlikely. Uh, but like you said, hopefully the Raiders uh, go for their throat. Uh, the Chargers throw, I should say, on Sunday night football. When we come back, we got Big Ben to talk about. We got Bama and Georgia next Monday to talk about as well. The best Alabama quarterback in the last, in the last 10 years? Hmm. Our answer may surprise you. Also, what should the NFL do with the Washington football team's royal incident? Did you know they're coming out with their new name in February? We'll talk about that as well. And finally, where is the worst place to play an NFL game? We got your back on the Case Nate Show. Welcome back to the Casey Nate Show. Now we're going to talk about Big Ben Roethlisberger, who he completed a lot of passes on Monday Night Football against the Browns for like a hundred and something yards on like twenty, like thirty something completions or whatever. The point is, this man won his final game at Heinz Field, um, and the fans in the beginning of the game were like, "Let's go, Ben! Let's go, Ben!" And then in the final moments of the game, they're like, thank you, Ben. And honestly, as a football fan myself, it kind of got me emotional um, because even though I'm not a Steelers fan, I never was a fan of Ben Roethlisberger like that. He, you know, seeing him cry and be emotional and these fans just showering him with love uh, and his last is potentially last game at uh, Heinz Field. It was um, a very welcoming sight to see. Nonetheless, uh, this man leaves off into the sunset after this game against the Ravens, but it's on the road, but he leaves Heinz Fields with, with his, a, with a win. My apologies. Um, like I said, they could still make the playoffs, but you know, no, we'll have to see about that. Some scenarios have to go down as well. Regardless, as he heads off into this beautiful sunset case, what are your thoughts on big Ben Roethlisberger's career? Yeah, so uh, no doubt he's a Hall of Famer, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, he definitely, I, in my opinion, uh, played past his prime a few years. I think that he could have retired uh, a few years ago. Uh, everyone's talking about this, you know, this magical fairy tale ending with the sunset. He's been so trash the past few years. Like as much as like I want to say, hey man, I hope the best you know happens for you. If I was a Steeler fan, I'd be like, thank God he's leaving. You know, the only reason why they cheered for Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the game and said, thank you, Ben, they weren't saying thank you for the two Super Bowl championships that you gave us. They were saying thank you for finally having the nerve to leave and spare some of us for uh, possibly Kenny Pickett in the draft. So um, in all seriousness, though, I mean, he is a Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champion that played past his prime. He should have retired a few years ago, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, I, I, Like I said, I definitely think that the Steelers will draft P Kenny Pickett. It just makes sense. They literally played in the same stadium. Uh, he went to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he already knows the area well. Uh, the Steelers need a new quarterback. Uh, you know, it'll obviously be a switch up from uh, the play style of, of Ben Roethlisberger because we all know that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is a great scrambling quarterback, uh, just like Kenny Pickett. So, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, I don't know. I mean, like he's, he's definitely had a hall of fame career. He's had two Super Bowl championships. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks, uh, that we watched growing up, uh, to be honest with you, 
when we were growing up uh, in his prime, Ben Roethlisberger was one of the top five quarterbacks you always wanted to tune into on Sunday. Tune in for on Sunday um, because, you know, back then it was, it was Ben Roethlisberger, it was Peyton Manning, it was Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And that was like the, that was like the big five. Like you could say Philip Rivers, but like that was like the, the big five. So, um, you know, with that being said, I mean, Tom Brady's the only one left after Ben Roethlisberger. Um, oh, and Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers, too. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I almost forgot about him. Um, but yeah, so it, it is a, a wonderful career that he's had up to this point. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's definitely something that you really have to think about. Uh, in terms of just how beneficial he's been for the Steelers and just how good he's been as a uh, franchise quarterback for the organization. You know, I bet as a Steelers fan, uh, this season has been very frustrating for them to see their quarterback not, you know, able to, to uh, throw the deep ball as much. Because uh, he has, like, like we talk about on multiple occasions, has to wind up the ball before he throws it. Uh, but shout out to him, man. I'm serious. I mean, he's a six-time Pro Bowler, like you mentioned, two-time Super Bowl champion as well. Uh, he led the league in passing two years in his career, and he's only one of six quarterbacks in NFL history to have beaten at least 31 teams in the NFL. Of course, it would be 32, but he's played for the Steelers for all of his life, so he can't really beat the Steelers unless he goes to a different team. Um, he's been, you know, always efficient. He's tied for 12th, I think, in completion percentage among uh, quarterbacks with 1500 passing attempts at a minimum, I should say. And he knows how to win football games. It's just facts. And he has the fourth highest career winning percentage as a starter uh, in the regular season with uh, among quarterbacks who start hundred games or more. So look, this guy, he, I, I'm a big fan of Eli Manning. Of course, you know that as well. And I always defend Eli Manning. I'm like, Oh, Eli's better than big Ben Roethlisberger. No, I, I, I have to give Big Ben his props, and um, he set so many records throughout his career, and uh, he's been efficient. He has, like, what, 417 touchdowns compared to 210 interceptions. Eli Manning, he's, like, you know, I think he has, like, 200 or 400 touchdowns and 400 interceptions. The point is, Big Ben is way more efficient than Eli Manning, for sure. Uh, so, congrats to Big Ben as he heads off into the sunset, and um, if he does play another year, great. If not, we shall see. We'll be back on the Case of Nature with more topics to discuss. Alabama and the Georgia Bulldogs. This is the match that we shall see on Monday. Well, depending on when you're listening. Uh, but it is Monday. Uh, they will compete for the national championship. Alabama beat Cincinnati, the number four seed, who I kind of wanted to win, 27 to 6. And honestly, it could have been a shutout because Cincy looked terrible against that Alabama defense. Georgia demolished Michigan 34 to 11 ending Jim Harbaugh's dream run uh, at a national championship this year. By the way, he might come to the Giants or the Raiders. Hmm, who knows? Uh, regardless, Bama and Georgia will meet up again. Uh, they have some notable meetings in the past. Um, what I remember off the top of my head uh, when they faced off when Tua was the quarterback. No, it was Jalen Hurts. And then Tua came in in the second half and then threw that bomb to, to uh, Devontae Smith in the fourth quarter to just seal the game uh, for Bama. The point is, who you got? As simple as that case. You got the Crimson Tide, or do you got the Bulldogs, led by Kirby Smart? Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, yeah. Let's, let's, let's think about this for a sec, right? 
Now, the entire state of Georgia, the entire state of Georgia has a bad rep for uh, choking in the na national championship, whether it be uh, college, whether it be in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they choked a few years ago when they when they faced Alabama in the in the national championship and they almost they almost won. I think that they could have won, but they didn't, obviously. And so this year, I think this year is the is finally the year in which Georgia pulls off the upset and beats Alabama for the national championship. I, I, I definitely see that as a possibility here. And uh, I think that's it's not probably going to happen. But I, I really see this game going either for 50-50. Um, but with that being said, I'm rooting for the underdog, as I always do. Uh, so I'm going for Georgia. I'm really, really hoping that they can pull through and uh, secure the national championship. Okay. Why do I have to argue with you? It's going to be Alabama, the Crimson Tide, baby. They're the number one team in the nation for a reason. They had, you know, they lost to Texas, Texas A&M like early in the year. And we're like, oh, my God, Alabama is beatable. No, it's just they don't lose. I get it. You know, new quarterback again, Bryce Young, who won the Heisman. Congrats to him. Hell of a quarterback. And he's from California, Midterday, I believe, uh, which is hella cool because we know about Midterday or die. Uh, and they have Brian Robinson, a great running back for the Crimson Tide as well. Uh, had 200-plus yards last week against Cincinnati. Just shredded them to pieces, by the way. Um if you guys never heard of Price Picks before, it's like a an app where you bet over under on uh, player stats and you pick the player that you want to bet on. Um, that day, Brian Robinson was one of the picks. I think uh, it was like a special sale, like oh, uh, there's like a discount instead of 38 yards, it's either 31 yards over under or whatever the pick case may be. Um, he was right there, and I kid you not, case I was gonna make that pick, but I was like, no, I'll do some like basketball picks or some NFL picks. And I get, I think the over under was like 60 or 80 rushing yards. This dude went for 200 plus. And I was like, dude, if I bet the over on that, I would have won some money. But no, I didn't end up winning anything because of my bad luck with picks. The point is, hell of a running back, by the way. Uh, he's waited his turn behind Najee Harris and the other great Alabama running backs in the past few years. Uh, wide receivers, they don't have, um, I forgot his name. Je Not Jalen Waddle because he's in the NFL. They have that, uh, what's his name? He's because I know they have Jameson Williams. I just don't, I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, John Mechie, John Mechie, 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 Mechie. They don't have him, uh, but Jameson Williams has been very dependable. Uh, they have Slade Bolden, who's been really good as well, uh, in the slot. And uh, even when they don't have Brian Robinson, you have Trey Sanders, who's been uh, efficient at times as well. And you have all these other players. The point is, Bama is built. To win, dude. I know Georgia, look, this is their chance to get revenge on what happened a month or two ago. No, man. Bam, this is Bama, bro. They have a hell of a defense led by Will Anderson, uh, who is also almost up for the Heisman Trophy, I think. Um, but, dude, I don't know. It's Nick Saban. He's in Kirby Smart's head. He's like, you know, I've beat you in the past before. You know that, right? Like, I know we beat you in the regular season this year, but, like, this is a championship. I've had experience here. I know you have two, Mr. Smart, but I'm the coach of Alabama. Just saying Alabama itself is enough credibility to give this win easily to Bama. Is it going to be close? You know what? If you say it's going to be close, I say it won't. I'm, you know, it, maybe it'll be like 38 to like 14. Um, we talk about Stenson Bennett 
and his rejuvenation with Georgia. And everyone's like, okay, you know, Bennett's a quarterback. They have JT Daniels with Bennett. He's going to lead us to the chapter. No, 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 no. Bama is going to shut him down. Georgia has no chance whatsoever. Roll Tide. I'm going with Bama. And uh, honestly, if I were going to bet in this game, I'd bet Bama. No, 100% uh, with confidence. Georgia is not going to win this game. You can, we can come back on this next week. But I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, dude, Nick Saban, Bryce Young, Jameson Williams, Will Anderson. I, Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. Uh, but we'll be back with a few more topics as well. Uh, we'll stick with the topic of Bama, though. The best Alabama quarterback in 10 years, in the, or the past 10 years, I should say. Uh, who is it? Our, our answer might shock you as well. Uh, what should the NFL do with the whole football team situation in Washington? And also, the worst place to play an NFL game. We'll be back on the KSNH show. Welcome back, as always, to the Case and Nature. We're sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Case and Nate for a free deposit match up to $100. Check it out. Hell of an app uh, to play fantasy sports. Make your own lineup or play these uh, pick them games. You pick over under and you win up to 20 times your money. Take a look into that app. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Casey, there's been so many quarterbacks coming from Alabama that head to the NFL and have some success. Uh, we know that uh, Bryce Young, once he's eligible for the draft, next year is um, a top five draft pick, to say the least. The Giants, pick up Bryce Young. Come on, please. For the love of God, if we don't get a quarterback this year, just get Bryce Young. For the love of God, uh, I cannot stand another season with Danny Penny's Jones and Joe. I don't know how to judge. Judge. Whatever. The point is, uh, Case, Jalen Hurts, AJ McCarron, Mac Jones, to uh, who is the best Alabama quarterback to play in the last 10 years? Uh, well, obviously, first off, you know, there's three Hall of Fame quarterbacks Alabama has produced in the NFL, and that is uh, Bart Starr, who is a Green Bay Packers legend. Um, you have Joe Namath, as you know, Broadway Joe. He's a Hall of Famer. And, of course, the legendary – Snake himself, uh, Ken Stabler, uh, was was backing up Joe Namath at Alabama. But now, in the past ten years, honestly, Alabama has produced some really trash quarterbacks. Uh, sorry, but Greg uh, McElroy, you know, AJ McCarron, those guys. But with that being said, I think that the best Alabama quarterback to play in the past ten years is uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts. Because look at right now, right? You got three Alabama quarterbacks starting in the NFL, by the way. Um, one second. I'm going to wait for uh, the uh, clock to uh, stop ringing here so you can hear me better. Um, okay, good. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. Yeah, so you have three Alabama quarterbacks right now that are starting in the NFL. You have Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, and then you have um, uh, Mac Jones. So out of those three quarterbacks, I'm going to take Jalen hurts because he's, you can do more with him. He's, he's like we said, he's, he's a discount, uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, he's a great, uh, athlete for sure. Um, you know, he, he can run with the ball. He can scramble. He, he's shifty. He's, he's fast. He can throw. He's a good quarterback. Uh, you know, yes, he went to Alabama, 
uh, and then transferred out to uh, Oklahoma for Tua Tagovailoa to take over. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I think that Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback from Alabama right now. Mac Jones is a rookie. We can't really judge. You know, like he had a few. He actually had a few bad games, like like really bad. Like like we're like, you know, the fact that he was a rookie really just came out, and you can see that he was a rookie, and and um, that wasn't a good look for him. So with that being said, I, I think that Jalen Hurts is my pick. Tua Tagovailoa. I not, like it. Yeah, he's not even part of the conversation. Honestly, sorry. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins are 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 good. Dolphins are good. Let me say that Dolphins are good right now. Um, but, but no, I mean, I mean, I mean, the past. Okay, okay, okay. The past like seven game win streak, like they were on a roll. Like two attack of Iloa had his five minutes in the sun. Um, but I mean, like. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't even think to talk about is in that conversation, but wait, hold on. Are the, are the dolphins even, do they even have playoff chances or did they get eliminated? Nope. They're done. Finally. Thank God. I'm tired of them. So oh, okay. yeah. But, uh, yeah. It look to look first off before I give my choice. Okay. The dolphins look. I think I was the one who was like, oh, my God, the Dolphins are on a seven-game winning streak case. They're going to – no, I went to do more research case, and my goodness, if you corrected me that day, I wouldn't have blamed you. They played the following teams in that winning streak. Texans, the Ravens with Lamar, but the Ravens only put 10 points up. The Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets again, the Saints, and then they get humbled by the Titans, 34-3. to Look, we knew that it was coming because they played some trash quarterbacks in, in, the, in that during that winning streak. They played whoever Giant. the Giants. Yeah, exact. Thank yeah. you. They had uh, Mike Glennon, I think. I don't know. Uh, they played Zach Wilson. They played Ian Book. Uh, you know him well from Notre Dame. Uh, he, they played, what's his name, Cam Newton, I think. Uh, they played... The Jets again with whoever they had a quarterback that day. Uh, Joe Fl- Joe Flacco. They played Joe Flacco. It it's ridiculous, man. Like, oh, the Dolphins' defense is good. Two was good. No, dude, you play some trash ass teams. Uh, I get it. You can't control your schedule, but like, dude, you got they got humbled by Tennessee. Uh, so they're out of the playoffs. But uh, Tua, he's not. No, coming from Alabama, we I we thought we've had high hopes for him. I know Dolphins fans has have well um have done so as well. I should say. I have a friend of mine uh, that I'm in a group chat with. We talk uh, along with some others as part of the color cast group. We talk about um, the NFL and he's a big Dolphins fan. He's like, oh no, Tua is a good quarterback. He's better than Daniel Jones. No, I think they're at the same level. But no, that's Tua, a- wait, wait, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Tua's trash, right? Tua is trash, but he's better than Daniel Jones. Just to give you a perspective of how bad Daniel Jones is. Two was trash, but Daniel Jones is trasher. I, I know. I, was I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's just he's he's just he's just terrible. He's just terrible. Sorry to interrupt you though. Go, no, back to what you're that that's a fair point. Uh, I can't defend Daniel Jones anymore at all. Uh, so, but that's a topic for another day. But my choice will have to be. No, it's not Tua. Of course, I was gonna go Tua uh, based off his stats, but no, I'm gonna go with. Uh, the man from Made or Die Academy, the man from good old California, it's Bryce 
Young. Yes, uh, I know it's kind of a recency bias type of answer, but uh, he's had a way better career than Tua ever had in just one year. This man threw like like one touchdown last year. I'm pretty in a backup role, of course, uh, behind Mac Jones. And then this year just went off. Um, he's made some key plays. Uh, this season, he had that comeback against Auburn in the Iron in the Iron Bowl, uh, where for three and a half quarters, Bama's offense couldn't get anything going, and then all of a sudden, Bryce Young let him down the field uh, for a game tying touchdown. They went to overtime, and Bryce Young had that nice throw to uh, Jameson Williams, I believe, or was it Mechie, one or the other, uh, in the end zone to uh, win the game and seal the deal. I get it; they had that loss against A and M, but Bryce Young's resiliency this season to lead Bama to this point in time the number one team in the country and they will put, you know, like we mentioned, play Georgia in the national championship. Statistically, his stats have popped out. That's why he won the Heisman 46 touchdowns, five picks. Uh, will he lose much next season? No. And look, I know they don't have, they have, you know, they do have, I should say uh, great receivers. They have Mechie who I sh- believe should be back for next year. They have Jamison Williams, who is likely going to head to the draft as well. Uh, they have Slate Bolden, but it, it's not Jalen Waddle. It's not Devontae Smith type of talent. But look, they're all great receivers. And well, Bama has, they, you know, they produce great players. And Bryce Young does have the benefit, like the rest of Alabama's quarterbacks they have in the past. They're, you know, they have a great supporting cast. Uh, but it's a matter of what you do with that, you know, supporting cast. And Bryce Young has shown that he's more than capable of you know, not just winning a national championship this year, but also winning it next year and maybe improving on the stats right now, 46 touchdowns, five picks, uh, 4,503 yards, uh, 9.2 yards per attempt. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really impressed by Bryce Young. I feel like he's been a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts and Tua uh, have ever been during the time of Alabama. Uh, He's been efficient, consistent, and, like I said, it may be a recent recency bias answer, but hey, I'm gonna go with the uh, Heisman winner, Bryce Young. Uh, I think he's gonna go back to back next year, win the Heisman again, uh, and then lead them into another championship. And then uh, who knows what supporting cast he may have behind him. Uh, but regardless, he will make it work. He has Nick Saban, like all the Bama quarterbacks have done have had in the past ten years. And then, you know, roll tie, baby. Uh, be kind of Bryce Young and hope the Giants get him uh, and next year if we don't choose a quarterback this year. Uh, but we shall see. Bryce Young is the best Alabama quarterback in the last 10 years for me. And you said Jalen Hurts for you. So we'll leave it at that as well. Uh, we'll just move on here. Let's, uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, recently, as we just talked about Alabama quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, uh, like you mentioned, was your pick for best quarterback in bet on the Alabama Crimson Tide for the past 10 years or in the last 10 years. He played for the Eagles. And by the way, I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of fantasy purposes or it's just the way he plays. Though he struggles against the Giants, though. And this season he struggled against the Giants, though, as of as of late. Um, but I believe it was last, yeah, it was last week against the football team in Washington. And he was walking off the field. And as he was approaching the tunnel, the railing that fans were uh, leaning on to like, you know, give a high five to Hertz fell down. And there were like, what, seven, eight fans who fell, who got hurt. 
uh, and prayers. I hope they're okay. Prayers to them as well. Um, but there has been rumor uh, news that the football team organization hasn't done much. They haven't reached out to those fans to offer care. Uh, it seems like the only person that did care was Jalen Hurts, uh, who actually helped the fans uh, as they fell in front of him and made sure they were okay. Even wrote a letter to the NFL saying, you know, action needs to be taken uh, right now to, um, you know, fix this situation, make sure the fans are okay, you know, give them support or whatever the case may be. Um, so it seems like the only person that cares here is Jalen Hurts and shout out to him. A hell of a person, very humble guy. And I, I'm glad the Eagles make the playoffs. As a Giants fan, it's, it pains me to say it, but they have um, played hard for their new coach, Nick Sirianni, who I never heard of in my life. I even trashed him to start the year. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, Joe Judge is so much better than uh, Nick Sirianni. No, no. In one year, Nick Sirianni leads the Eagles to the playoffs, uh, despite his unconditional style. Uh, he, point is, what should the NFL do with this whole situation case? Uh, I'll let you go first, as always. So, as you know, like you just said, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, did a stand-up job of coming out and saying, hey, man, like, uh, I want to make sure that everyone's safe here uh, uh, in, in this football stadium, regardless of it being Washington Stadium and not the Eagles. Uh, he still cares about the fans, and so I, I definitely respect that about the guy. Uh, unfortunate situation where the railing just uh, kind of collapsed. Um, a large portion of it was because so many people were leaning on it that it just kind of you know, came down. Um, but I, I think that Washington should take action, you know, definitely look into the safety the structures of, of their stadium uh, and, and uh, repair it. Uh, uh, you know, this is our next topic that we're going to discuss, but talking about worst places to play, um, uh, Washington has a terrible, terrible stadium. One time a sewer pipe broke and leaked all over the, uh, the, the, the field or uh, all over the, some of the a portion of the stands. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not a really a, a great place to play. And so the entire NFC East with the Eagles going there, the giants going there, um, and then the Cowboys having to play there, it's just really just a bad situation for all of them. Uh, but on the outside looking in, I actually have been to FedEx stadium and, uh, from the outside looking in, they do have a nice one, but. When you actually get into the stadium, that's where it starts to, you know, fall apart, break down, whatever you want to call it. But I think that Washington uh, needs to look into their uh, into their stadium. First off, you need to find a name. It's not good enough that you haven't found a name in like two years. How do you even let that happen? Like you, uh, like you guys haven't even found like a, a identity yet. Like you guys are so bad that like I, I just don't even know what to say. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that Washington needs to look more into the situation and figure out uh, how they can improve uh, their safety structures for sure. Um, I think it's just the NFL. Look, I'm tired of the NFL, you know, not addressing issues, not just in this situation as well, but like you're, you think about uh, the refs and their dumb calls. You think about um, the situation with Deshaun Watson, they haven't done much with that either. We haven't heard anything from Deshaun Watson or the NFL about that situation. Matter of fact, Deshaun Watson made a public appearance recently, uh, which was shocking uh, to say the least, because we're like, oh, okay, these all these you know accusations and 
Um, you know, he hasn't played in the NFL this season because of these whole situation, you know, this whole situation. And yet the NFL hasn't been like, Oh, uh, we'll keep you guys updated. No, you haven't told us crap actually to say the least as I'm trying to, uh, put something in here. Perfect. Um, look, the NFL is just lazy. Like <laughs> they, they, they don't, they don't deal with things when it needs to be taken care of. Uh, the Antonio Brown situation, we haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, and matter of fact, the Bucks still hold on to Antonio Brown. They're still holding on to him right now. They haven't released him or anything, which is weird because what he did against the Jets. Point is, they need to take care of the situation immediately. Um, Washington, they need to fix their damn stadium. It's one of the worst in the NFL. And this is coming from a Giants fan. Again, referencing the Giants, we have one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. Uh, but they need to fix, you know, their whole building structure and, like you mentioned, get a name. Um, but, yes, they need to fix the stadium. I think it's just as simple as just fixing their stadium. Um, and also, how do I say this? The NFL, they need to take care of the situation immediately and just make sure that, you know, all the fans are, I guess, uh, compensated for, for the situation, make sure they're okay. Make sure they receive the, uh, the care that they need to address any injuries. Uh, I think it's just simple as that. I know I went on a little longer rant about that than usual, but I think it's just simple as that, uh, for sure. Uh, but we'll leave it at that. And when we come back, we'll take one last break. And then we have one debate question that may surprise you with our answers. Where is the worst place to play an NFL game? And then we'll end it off with a just in case segment. Uh, we usually do that at the beginning of the show, but as the Raiders are in a win and they're in scenario, Casey will likely give us a just in case segment as we end our show. We'll be right back on the Casey Nate show presented by Underdog Fantasy. Go. Welcome back again to the Casey Nate show presented by Underdog Fantasy. All right, here we go. So we know that there's 30 state, 32 stadiums in the NFL uh, that have, well, that serve as a playing field for 32 NFL teams. Great. But of course, we have the best stadiums, like the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, or I should say Inglewood, California. Uh, that's my favorite stadium of all time, even though they just opened uh, this year. To, uh, Case, you got to admit, that, that stadium is, whew, it is beautiful. Uh, I love it. I, I'm glad the Chargers and the Rams get a beautiful stadium like that. Uh, it makes me want to go on Madden and stop playing as the Giants in their crap. No, actually, matter of fact, it makes me want to relocate the Giants so that way we can actually play in New York uh, instead of calling ourselves the New York Giants and play in New, uh, New Jersey. Uh, but the point is, there are 32 stadiums, but where is the one place that is, I guess, should be called the worst place to play an NFL game? So up to, uh, you know, up to a few years ago, the worst place to play in the NFL was by far, bar none, the uh, O.co Oakland Coliseum. Uh, just because, I mean, you're playing on dirt. Uh, might as well be playing in the longest yard. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you watch the longest yard, then uh, you will know that uh, the Raiders field had a cameo appearance uh, throughout the entire movie in which they played on dirt. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, up to a few years ago, I definitely say that the Raiders stadium is, uh, is really 
terrible to play in. But in terms of just weather, I would say the worst place to play in is upstate New York. Me as a Syracuse uh, person myself um, uh, is, is Buffalo. Buffalo is bad in the winter when it snows. Like, look, it's, it's, uh, people love to play in the snow. It'd be awesome to play in the snow, you know, but during a blizzard, when Buffalo or Syracuse, whatever the case may be for whatever given year, they get the most snow in the entire country. Like when it snows, it literally snows bad. Like Buffalo and Syracuse lead the country in like in, in uh, in, uh, or they actually, they led the country in most uh, inches of snow. Uh, so with that being considered probably uh, either Buffalo, but when you think of how cold a certain place is, Definitely somewhere on the East Coast, probably I'm trying to think here, maybe, maybe, or Green Bay, possibly. I know Green Bay gets really cold uh, in terms of cold weather games. Of course, you had the Ice Bowl. Um, but yeah, my pick's probably going to be Buffalo uh, in the winter. But other than that, I mean, their stadium is, is really beautiful. Um, but yeah, who, who, who's your pick? Look, I was going to say MetLife Stadium, not, not only because it's a shared stadium, but it's in New Jersey, and then you can't have two teams that start with New York play in the stadium that's located in New Jersey. No, 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 no. Uh, but they're like, they're like top two in the worst stadium to play. Okay. Um, now, it, it's like a close. It's so fucking close with my first choice. And I'm going to speak, I hope this makes sense, but I'm going to answer this question from a fan's perspective as well. The worst stadium to play in is Levi Stadium. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's, for me, it's a hell of a stadium because it's next to Great America. And I'm, if you know me, I'm a, if obviously, if, whoever's listening doesn't know i'm a big big fan of great america that it's a theme park in santa clara but from a fan's perspective okay levi stadium is the worst stadium in the nfl i know the question was the worst place to play I, i'll get to that but i just want to you know answer this from a fan's perspective why would you relocate from an old stadium you had a candlestick park where the niners you know used to play to Santa Clara, and I guess, you know, call it Levi Stadium, I guess, but why? It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not convenient for all fans who are, you know, maybe, you know, live in SF to go to Santa Clara. Like, it is, it takes, you know, it, it's pretty far, not too far, but it's far enough to be inconvenient for fans like, oh, I have to go to Santa Clara to watch the SF 49ers play? Like, like dog, it's just, it doesn't, the, the location doesn't make sense. I get it, it's next to Great America, but it's like, it, it could have been played somewhere else. Like, no, no it, it, it's just so weird where they place the stadium. Um, I, I, I just don't know how to say it. Like, it just feels, the location is so weird. And the fact that it's in Santa Clara, I, I think I can just say, you know, it's, it's said enough. Um, but I'll answer the real question here. And the worst place to play, 
It's been life. Uh, in the past few years, players have complained about the turf and how, you know, I think the 49ers a year or two ago, they came to our stadium, they played against the Giants and the Jets, and they had so, so many players go down. I think it was the year they had that, um, the whole IR issue uh, where it had, they had like a record number amount of players on the injured reserve list. And um, it's just, it's so old case, like, God, we need to relocate or rebuild or something, dude. Like this stadium is just so so bad. Um, it, it's it, it's ridiculous, honestly. And look, there's so much wrong with the Giants at this point, and it's so sad to the point. It's not just the team. It's not just the coaches, the ownership. It's literally the stadium itself. Like, the fact that we have to share a stadium, like, I get the Rams and the Chargers, they, they can share. Like, they, they, they can share. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, because you, you, we can't really build two NFL stadiums in L.A. Uh, it's just where you're going to put it. Uh, and, you know, you picked Inglewood, and Inglewood is a hell of a place to put it. Uh, so congrats to the Rams and the Chargers for, you know, having a nice stadium for once. Uh, but the Giants, dude, like... I, I don't know what to say. Like if there's so many injuries on that turf, we haven't done anything about it. Okay. Um, hell it's just uh, so much, so many things need to be fixed. Okay. It's not, like I said, it's not just the team, the coaches, the ownership, it's literally the whole stadium. Uh, but it seems like no one wants to do anything. Um, and that's what we haven't hosted a Super Bowl in years because not because of that, but the weather in, like you mentioned case in the East coast is terrible. Once it gets near, um, January, February. So uh, the worst place to play, MetLife Stadium for me. I don't want to run on too much, but uh, I think from a fan's perspective, perspective, the worst stadium overall is Levi Stadium. Just just because of the way where it's placed and the inconvenience for SF fans that I had to go to you know, Santa Clara and just location. Like you don't put a stadium next to a theme park, right? Just it doesn't make sense. You know, you know what I'm saying though? Like it just, it doesn't make sense to put a stadium next to a theme park. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. But we will end the show with uh, something we always love to do, and that's the just in case segment. Casey rants about something of his choice. Uh, before we go, guys, just want to you know say a big thank you to you all uh, for taking time to listen to our podcast. We enjoy uh, you know releasing these episodes, talking sports, uh, and as the NFL comes to a close, that doesn't mean you know our show is going to be completely over. No, we have a lot to talk about. We have the NFL offseason. We have basketball, the NBA, of course. And of course, we have college basketball, and uh, it's crazy to say it, but we're only two months away till March Madness, and that's going to be a hell of a month for us, uh, and we'll be talking a lot about that as well. Uh, you can always find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter. It's always in the bios or the description section of the podcast once the, um, you know, once you, you know, play the podcast, you see the description and everything, but uh, you have you can follow me on social media there. Casey's social media is always on there as well. And as always, this show is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Again, use the promo code Case and Nate for a free deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Uh, this is pick 'em games where you pick over under, uh, or you can you know create a lineup uh, every Sunday for an NFL or NBA, etc. And uh, you don't have to stick to it. You can literally change it every day. It's just it's fun. It's the best way to play daily fantasy sports. Uh, but again, if you use the promo code Case and Nate, you get a free deposit match up to $100. Underdog fantasy, the best and easiest way, in my opinion, and I'm sure many others as well, to play fantasy sports. 
I will give it to Casey to end our show. He has a just in case segment that he wants to uh, tell you all today. Uh, Casey, the floor is yours and uh, let's do it, my guy. Yeah. Okay. So for this just in case segment, I want to talk about the Raiders and their playoff chances here. Uh, you know, as if you guys know me, I've been a Raider fan my entire life. Uh, and for the past, you know, a uh, few years here or four years, uh, since 2016, uh, or actually now it would be five, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, the Raiders need to make the playoffs, man. I, I really hope that the Raiders make the playoffs because other than 2016, you know, it's just been terrible since 2002. And so in 2011, I remember, um, this is actually really funny. Uh, in 2011, the Raiders were one game away from the playoffs and all they had to do was beat this one team and they're in, right? Well, we lost to that team. And uh, I remember just saying, you know, that's, that, was the, that was the game where I just became numb for the rest of my life uh, because I knew that the Raiders were so bad that, um, you know, we would never make the playoffs ever again. Uh, so other than 2016, uh, we haven't made the playoffs since. And that one team that we lost to in 2011 was the San Diego Chargers. Uh, so uh, I really hope that um, I can get some payback. Yes, I can get some payback for my younger self. Say, hey, you know what? You know, Raiders walked away with a victory uh, for some payback, you know, way back when in 2011. So we were one playoff game away uh, and we choked and, and we didn't, you know, we didn't clinch. So Honestly, if we can win, if we can win here at home in front of our fans, man, that would be good. Go to the playoffs. Shoot, we may be the last seed. We might have to play Kansas City again. But, man, dude, as long as we make the playoffs, then I'll say it's a successful year. I'm really, I'm really hoping, man. I'm, I'm excited for, t for Sunday's game. Uh, and uh, if we lose – uh, you know, I'll be numb. I'll be numb for sure. Uh, but yeah, I really hope that we win. Yeah, we deserve it, dude. We deserve it. So yeah, thank you guys for listening for my just in case segment. That's pretty much all I have to hear. I have to say. Uh, but yeah, handing it back over to you, Nathan. Um, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Well, as always, guys, thank you for listening to the Case and Nate Show. <clears throat> Catch us on the Colorcast app as well for our live shows every Sunday. We took the uh, the week off. Uh, last week because uh, we commentated the chiefs Bengals game, uh, which is a lot of fun, uh, but we'll be back Sunday at 4 PM Pacific time. Uh, you can download the Colorcast app uh, in the bio section of this podcast. Um, like I said, follow us on social media. Uh, all the links are in the description as well. And also uh, this is a plug, please, for the love of God, follow Casey, Casey's TikTok. This man releases so many good content and y'all just missing out. So let y'all know right now. He is better than like legit 99%, 99.9% of these all other sports content creators. Cause I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so just follow them on there. Uh, like I said, the links are all in the description as well. Uh, like I said, this show was sponsored by underdog fantasy. Appreciate you guys as always for um, sponsoring us as well. Thank you. Until next time. Uh, I'm Nathan. That's Casey on the other side. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Casey Nate Show. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you folks soon. Thanks, guys.